0: Hello everybody, we are here with another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Hope everyone has enjoyed our previous episodes where we covered topics such as budgeting and itinerary in Thailand and the Philippines, six months of backpacking around South America and moving to Australia for a year. We are your hosts, I'm Trizzy. I'm Leah, LA in flight on all your social media networks. And don't forget, we are a visual podcast, so check us out on our YouTube channel, Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast, and hit that subscribe to follow our newly uploaded episodes. And if you prefer to listen to us on the go, like on your walks or working out, cooking or cleaning, we are streaming on Spotify, Apple,
1: Google, Anchor, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Yes, and we have a really special guest today today with us um this is on a topic that is near and dear to our hearts especially in this day and age we have christina robinson who is the curator of plastic me not um plastic me not the website on instagram wherever you can find her on social media and a little bit about christina we all went to California State University, Long Beach, Long Beach State represent, Um, but we did not know each other. So now here we are. Well, 10 years later for Trissie and I (laughs) meeting. Um, So she graduated from Long Beach State with both types of research, field experience. She worked as a field technician for environmental consulting company that focused on many marine projects and in 2018 started working as a tide pool educator for Laguna Ocean Foundation, which is sounds so incredibly cool. She's also a volunteer um, for NOAA with their Protected Resources Division in Long Beach. So doing a lot of important work in Long Beach. What a great university to go to to be near the ocean and to help take care of it. Among all these various jobs, you know, Christina saw a huge amount of plastic pollution everywhere, especially Long Beach being a port city. I'm sure, you know, that was pretty massive as well. Um, she, so she decided to create the website and social media, Plastic Me Not, in order to provide resources to the public for plastic alternatives, zero waste options, and education to fight plastic pollution, which feels like we've gone 10 steps backwards with
2: COVID. But Christina, why don't you tell us a little bit about Plastic Me Not? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much um, for having me, both of you, and um, for that wonderful introduction. (laughs) Thanks for being on with us. Um, so Plastic Me not. I had a high school friend from the high school surf team message me, I want to say the summer, yeah, the summer of 2019, actually. So it's just been about a year. Um, and I was using my personal social media on Instagram, just all my stories kind of posting about all the trash that I was seeing um, in the tide pools when I was there. My Uh, I'm an education coordinator for Orange County Coast Keeper. And so typically when we're not in the pandemic, we're taking a lot of our students out in the field. We're taking them to the wetlands, to the tide pools, sanitation districts, their local creeks, doing different things and getting them involved um, with their their local natural environment. And we would just you know so much trash everywhere we would we would also do beach cleanups at coast keeper so i really started to just see so much trash learn so much stuff that i hadn't like i was also going on these field trips too um to the orange county sanitation district orange county water district and was really learning about you know our indoor water use where it goes our outdoor water use what is being able or what is able to be cleaned before it gets released to the ocean, what isn't cleaned at all, um, different innovations that are existing and that are coming up. And, um, you know, so I was just really passionate about all of it and wanted to share information with people. So I really found that Easy on like Instagram stories, just you know, as we went on the field trip, whatever this tour guide saying about how our, our water is being treated, I would just kind of share stuff. And um, yeah, he was just like, We should make a website, like, we like all of this stuff kind of needs to be together. And I had thought the same thing. I had had a couple other people from high school who like I hadn't talked to in like years be like, Oh, hey, like this is really interesting, or like, I didn't know that, or like, thanks for sharing this. And I wanted to be able to have. Um, have a place where everything lived for information, you know, because the stories are only 24 hours at the time. My personal Instagram's private. I didn't want to make it public. I, I didn't know. I just felt really weird. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to educate people and you know share all this information. So when he said that, I was kind of like, oh okay, like that'll be it. That'll be how people can access all this information. Um, especially when it comes to like really good, actual sustainable products and things that are legitimate versus there's a lot of greenwashing today. A lot of companies just trying to jump on that bad wagon and being eco-friendly, but they're not really. Um, so I just wanted a place where people could easily access that information and kind of have something like a guide. Um, so when he said that, I was like, okay, I didn't want to actually do social media. I was like, oh, it's too much. Um but I realized like I definitely need to, and then it'll be even better, a better tool to educate people. So I did. And um, yeah, the good, it's, the good kind
1: of influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, the content that you're putting out. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm sure you guys have felt social media fatigue here and there probably <laughs> more in 2020 and past years, but um, yeah, it's nice to be able to have a, have a space to do that. So that's so I'm wonderful. Happy he pushed me into that direction. I probably would have never thought to do it on my own. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes you need that little push.
1: That's how Trissy was with me in the podcast, <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah. She's like, do you want to create one? I was like, oh my God, yes. So I totally know what you mean by the little push. Um, what uh-huh. I love about you and when I was talking to Trizzy about bringing you on and, you know, we have a mutual friend, Kevin, who thought that um, you would just be a great voice to have on the podcast is that you studied it. You researched it. You went out and worked for various organizations um and this is like your life studies whereas to be honest so many people who are really into like being eco-friendly and sustainable they're influencers they're doing it because brands are paying them yeah -hmm. and you are so important to have on here because you are like a a scientist you're a researcher you're so Mm -hmm. much more than doing it for the clout. like you were even hesitant to step in social media so you're coming from a very different very educated perspective. So now, I mean, we are a travel podcast, so we'd love to know how you travel sustainably and eco-friendly and what best practices you have when you're abroad or away or on a trip.
2: Okay. So I hope that some of this stuff doesn't get repetitive, but, um, it might, <laughs> but it's just because I it's just what I found to be like the most helpful. So I think for any time we're traveling and even, even when it comes to just being at home, um, at work, what you're going to the park, whatever you're doing, like reusables are the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like reusable water bottle for your coffee, for your tea, um, your own utensil or like to go where. So I have my own set. Ooh, too. Nice. Another, um, little stasher for like straws and chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Um, just a variation of different things. We have a lot of different types of reusable straws now. There's glass, which is my personal favorite. Um, This is from a company called Simply Straw. They're actually local in Costa Mesa, California. Um, And it's all like handcrafted, hand-blown glass that they make per order. So I really like that. Um, And then you, have, you know, this is like my boba straw has like a bigger diameter. <laughs> Stop it! You have a reusable boba hey, straw.
0: I've been looking for one. Do you just like keep keep the ones that you you got from the store?
2: Um, I will stab it with like a metal one, and then I'll put okay. bigger one. For <laughs> I need one of that. <laughs> Stop! This is so great. But something I want to harp to is when I first started to like do this research, look at what kind of products are out there, what's available, um, part of me kind of felt like, oh, I need to buy this and like, I need to buy that and I need to have one of these and this type of reusable option. And this is something that we really tell our students now too more so, but really everybody like you don't have to spend a lot of money to be eco-friendly or to be sustainable Um, the most sustainable option is using what you already have. And so that's why like reusing is huge. Like, um, you know, this is like to go where I, I bought this at a conference. I was supporting like a nonprofit. I'm happy I bought it, but you could just use a Ziploc bag at home and your own silverware and you have your own to go where, wherever you're traveling, maybe bamboo is a little bit lighter. It's more convenient than like your silverware, but, um, I just want people – I don't want people to think they need to spend more money to, like, be green or, like, help the earth, you know? Right. Um, and especially for, like, a lot of the insulated water bottles now, a lot of these are, like, at the Target dollar section or a lot of, like, volunteer events to give these out for free. Um, for traveling, especially the insulated metal ones would be my favorite. So, like, a Hydro Flask or I bought uh, – it was, like, a two-for-20 deal of the Costco brand of Hydro yes. Flask. And the good thing too is that you can take your hydrofoss with you on the plane through TSA as long mm-hmm. as there's no liquid in it, um, even as a carry on. So I think that's something some people may be deterred to bring reusables when they're traveling because they don't think that they can bring them on or like, oh, like, but I'm drinking water and I, you know, they're telling me I have to dump it out, so I can't. But um, I had an agent tell me what that one time. You can even have it full of ice, it just literally can't be a liquid inside. Oh. So. So that's a good option, too, if you want to have your ice in there. And then as soon as you're um, on board, you can get water from them. And then no, I didn't know that you could bring ice. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that either. All <laughs> this on. We were like, OK, noted. Interesting. <laughs> um, so, Christina,
1: do you have sorry, do you have um, multiple like bamboo utensil sets and multiple straw sets like, just, just to rotate
2: them out or? Um, no. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I just clean as I go. Okay. <laughs> so like yeah. As i I'm done with the meal. I have like a reusable, like a washable handkerchief that I keep too as like my to go set. So I'll kind of like, if I'm on the run or like hiking or camping, kind of just wipe off my bamboo mm-hmm. um, utensils and then I'll rinse them off later. This is just like, yeah, my ultimate straw set that just, I just keep them all in here. So I will say though, if you're someone that like obviously practice makes perfect. And it's all about like forming that habit. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is useful. I have friends where I think, you know, they'll have a reusable straw in their car and then like at the office and then one at home or one in your purse or one in your backpack. So when I'm switching bags or something, I do have to like consciously be like, okay, I need all my reusables. And then I'll like go through my list.
0: So now I have to remember, I need utensils, straws. I have a lot of straws. Reusable boba straw. <laughs>
2: okay. Can I just say real quick that even the, uh, that glass company, they make boba straws too. Like they what? make straws. Does
1: mm-hmm.
2: the glass straw not scare you? Glass scares me.
1: Cause uh, I've dropped a glass water bottle before. That was like half rubber, like half wrapped in rubber and it shattered everywhere. So I don't trust myself with glass, but maybe that's me.
2: Uh, so I... I don't know if I would have it for like little kids, you know, like okay. if I had kids, I probably would avoid that. I'd probably do a silicone one or the metal with the silicone brim. Sure. Um, for me, I really like it because the metal will clank my teeth, but the glass is like rounded. Oh. It's not like a hard edge. It's really smooth versus the metal, oh. like a sharp edge. So for me, it's fine. I know it's in that case. Like I'm, I guess I'm just mindful about like where it is in my bag. Like I wouldn't want to drop something heavy on it per se, but I like right keep it to the side so yeah.
1: knowing so, me i'd like sit on it <laughs> <laughs> i literally think of something that i would do and i'm like i'm scared of glass because i would probably like sit on the whole thing and be like oh shit oh shit there it goes <laughs>
2: You need like one of those um like a foldable keychain one or whatever that you yeah that
1: you can't sit on <laughs> you can't sit. i don 't know i 'd find a way to sit on it i 'm sure <laughs> and be like, "Oh snap, there it is. Um, I want to know a little bit more about sunscreen because when I was in the Philippines in January, I was really adamant, I spent weird amounts of money on reef safe sunscreen testing a few weeks before I went, and I found one brand that I am obsessed with, and I want to know your thoughts on like reef safe sunscreen or sunscreen brands that you recommend?
2: Yeah. Um, that is a really good point, especially if you're traveling anywhere tropical, especially if they have a reef. So like Hawaii, um, especially if you do any of those tours, like I'm always curious to how, how educational the eco, like eco tours are because there's not really any, um, there's no regulation on that terminology. So anybody can be Providing an eco tour to any like habitat or whatever, but they don't have to, like, oh, I'm gonna educate on X, Y, and Z and do like a pre test, post test survey to show that I'm like actually like spreading information. Um, But I'm always curious if those like snorkeling or diving tours talk about that. I did a snorkeling tour in Bali and they didn't bring that up at all, um, unfortunately, but that's something that everyone should be mindful of. And I mean, just anytime you're in any ocean or body of water, really, like. Mm -hmm we have a lot of tiny different phytoplankton and zooplankton in all our bodies of water that, uh, can be impacted. So I really try to one, stay away from like sprays. Um, yeah. also because usually the sprays come in like aerosol cans or like the plastic on top. Um, and it, at the tide pools, I'll see people spraying, but like spraying on top of the rocks, like on top of the tide pools where it's like part, some of those particles are like getting into the tide pools and like on the organisms and, mm-hmm. uh, So that's an issue with like the spring or they're doing it outside. It's windy. It's just like blowing everywhere. Like I feel like it's not really coating. Um, But I, I really like zinc oxide. um, And a lot of, a lot of the reef safe brands will have um, zinc or aluminum oxide. I try to stay away from any main ingredient that contains um, oxybenzone. Any of the, the Benzone is similar to benzene, like chemically. So it's like a known carcinogen for people as well, right? So not only is it har- harming like um, our reefs and our corals, but it could also potentially be giving us skin cancer. Um, so I, yeah, and that, that's a main ingredient in a mm-hmm. lot of classic sunscreen brands yeah. that are like Sheesh. lotion, or are the sprays. I think Avobenzone is another one. So those are a lot of common main ingredients. Um, And I'll I'll give more information on this later for you guys with links and stuff. Um, But yeah, so I always stay away from that. Um, I honestly have like a little, I like the zinc oxide face stick from Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's. It's like $5. So I'll use that for my face and then for my tattoos. And then- um, I I cover mine up. I slather mine in (laughs) sunscreen too. I'm good about, I'm really good
1: about that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes I forget and then I'm always like, oh no. It's like actually, Christina's the first thing I put it on. Like when I put sunscreen on, I'm like, okay, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. And then I do the rest of my body. Oh, so good. That's okay. I'm really, I know I'm obsessed I'm really with, with it.
2: it. <laughs> um, I know there's like, Sand Cloud has like their own sun sunscreen that's reef safe. And it's also like in a plastic free, like metal tin container. Um one of my friends, I think the brand she really likes is like the raw element one. The issue is some of some of those two that like I, I mean I love that they're all really good ingredients. I especially love that they're plastic free and they're providing like a um, like a tin can type of item where it's like super small. You don't have to worry. Like if you're traveling, it's really convenient. It's going to be a nice, easy paste. I also like the paste or the low or like the thicker lotions, because if it's on your face, it's not going to run in your eyes versus Mm. the really greasy, um, like thin, typically those classic sunscreens. Um, those ones kind of seem to always like run in your, run in your eyes as soon as you like get in the water. Um, but the some of the reef safe ones that are plastic free that are like really great ingredients can just be kind of pricey. So that's why I really like just utilizing just a zinc oxide. If it's like a different brand or if it's just like the name brand or like that Trader Joe's stick, um, like face stick, it can just be a lot cheaper that way for people. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Target targets up different. and up um recently change their sunblock to reef safe or reef friendly, but kind of like what you mentioned earlier about greenwashing, how just corporations are just hopping oh, because yeah. of
2: the trend. Yeah, it is. It's just super important now to be like, you know, doing your own research on that kind of stuff. And until we have like better, um, better regulations in place um, to prevent that, or it's kind of like a, like the little pita bunny for no cruelty on animals, you know, like that little mm. s- that it's cruelty-free. I want that to be like a sustainable certification where it's like that can be like the certification that you can trust that like, oh, this product's been vetted. It it isn't greenwashing, you know, Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. but we don't have that yet. But yeah, those sunblocks are really good. I know I'm trying to think there's a surf one I use often too. It's similar to the Trader Joe's face stick. I think it's Waterman. Um, like Waterman's Guild or something. But yeah, reef-safe sunblock is huge anytime you're traveling to any place with water. And again, just in general for your own safety too, for not absorbing the bad chemicals.
0: We all need a lot of like education and things like that. And I feel as though I'm more eco-friendly when I'm traveling. How do I, when I get back to my house... How do I bring those practices back home with me and make sure that I'm doing that like every single day recycling um, like plastics, cardboard boxes?
2: OK, let's talk about recycling and then I'll show you um, the products that I take when I travel like bathroom toiletries and I just I use them all the time in general. Um, OK, so recycling first. Uh, recycling is unfortunately something else that isn't regulated very well um, in this country. And so we don't have a standardization. And so because of that, it's different everywhere. Not every city um, or state, not every city and every state recycles. Oh, sorry, this is my dog. Um, so unfortunately, even in California, not every city in California even recycles. And we're supposed to kind of be, um, you know, leading the way for that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it kind of unfortunately falls under the responsibility of the consumer to know what their local trash waste facility does. Some cities sort trash. So maybe, Trizzy, maybe where you live, that city, they might sort the trash. That's why your complex only has one dumpster. And so Mm. then that trash will be sorted from recycles later. But not every city does that. I know... Uh, where I work in Costa Mesa, they do that also this is something where i'm I want to like personally take a tour of every trash and waste facility to see exactly what happens um, but this is you know that 's what 's supposed to happen um, orange county has a really good website uh, oc waste and recycling where you can look up your city and then they give you who your waste facility is and the phone number and the contact so you can call and ask do you sort my recycles from my trash and what what types of plastic do you recycle what like up to what numbers right because all of our plastics have those tiny little triangles with a number and basically each number correlates to the type of plastic it is so what you know Um, Our different plastics are composed of different types of chemicals. And so based on that, some of them float, some of them sink, some of them can do both. It just kind of depends. And based on that, some of them are more easily recyclable than others. And we also have industries that pay that money to buy that used plastic to recycle it where some of those numbers do not I just saw an article the other day, I didn't read all of it. But it was saying that there is a market for numbers one, three and five, or one, two and five, but like, um, three, four, six, and seven, like nobody's recycling those. So Recycling is helpful. It's one of our three R's. We always want to do it when we can, but the plastic recycling is definitely not the solution to plastic pollution. So that's why I really urge people with like reducing the amount of plastic you're consuming um, when it comes to buying things like in your home and then reusing as much as possible and then recycling. If you can buy the Plastic alternative option instead of plastic. I highly recommend that so a good option is like when it comes to cans or glass For especially for beverages, right? Like sodas things like that You can usually always find like a a can option and or like a glass option Those things are way more easily recyclable when it comes to things like aluminum cans They can get recycled within 45 to 60 days and become a brand new can versus Um, Our plastic like a plastic water bottle is never going to be recycled into a brand new plastic water bottle It's going to have to get melted down They're gonna have to add brand new plastic to the system and then that's kind of going to become like a filler or insulation So it's all which which when we're doing that it increases the demand for new plastic Which doesn't help us at all when it comes to plastic pollution. So um, another thing if you have to buy plastic Um, a lot of like a lot of medicine, right? Like ibuprofen or vitamins, like you kind of only have the plastic option. So when it comes to that, I just always look for that little, that little recycle number and try to buy the lowest number. Typically for most of our recycling centers, the lower the number, the more recyclable, um, the more likely it is to be recycled versus the higher the number, the less likely. Especially and when it comes time. to like single-use plastics, like our utensils and straws, those are typically always like a recy- or a plastic number seven. So it's just like this hodgepodge of plastic chemicals. So like none of like none of that gets recycled. Very little.
1: Jeez. And well, water yeah. bottle companies don't sell water; they sell plastic bottles. <laughs> <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: so and sad. They mark it up like four hundred percent too. So.
1: Oh my, 400, per, well, I can see that happening.
2: Yeah, 400%. it percent. Like five cents to make. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, even if selling it by $2.
1: Oh yeah, or like $4, or if you're at Disneyland, $7 for a water bottle. Oh. Or if you're in Vegas, $12 for a Fiji bottle at excess
2: pool party. Why not? <laughs> Recycling's tough. Oh, and a good, another thing, sorry, I've like, I can just go on and on about recycling. Please do. Um, when it comes to things like cardboard, you want to make sure it's clean. So things like pizza boxes, if they're all greasy, that is automatically now not recyclable. You just throw so, it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Oh, okay. I think so like when in doubt, do not put it in the recycle. If you are in doubt, put it in the trash can or better yet, call your <sighs> local recycling facility and ask them to confirm and know what to do. Because if you're putting things in the recycle and that facility cannot recycle them, it's just slowing down the process. It's taking, oh. it's not helpful for anything. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. I've heard, I had a coworker that used to say, oh, I when in doubt. I put it in the recycling because they sort through it anyway.
2: And especially now with the pandemic, a lot of, you know, so many oh, people yeah. staffed um, right. back in either 2018, 2019, we, you know, trying to stop taking our recycles. So our recycling industry has really hit uh, a wall. And I was just reading an article from NPR the other day talking about a recycling center in Oregon where they're just burying all of the plastic in the landfill too. And we really don't need that, right? So if we can just reduce our waste, reduce our plastic, you know, just try to mitigate some of that. And it's not something that should fall on like all on us. I really think plastic pollution has to have like a multi-pronged approach. We need better policy and regulation and like government, our businesses and corporations need to be held accountable and responsible. And then we have consumers that are like demanding for this too. But the recycling stuff's really frustrating because the way it is now, it does fall on us to know what we, you know, what's recyclable, what's not recyclable. What do I have to do? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That that topic just like gets me all heated (laughs) because I just want it to be better. (laughs) Yeah. they're this really small town in Japan, and they went from not recycling anything to recycling like twenty numbers of different types of plastic. And the whole wow. like, everybody works together, and it's really inspirational. And we should be doing that too. Yes, go I Japan.
0: Mean, we always yeah. group ja- go Japan. Japan,
2: Japan so
1: I mean, they have a different. They have like that group culture mentality. Everything for the people. Anyway, there it's such a different yes. culture. So, oh, it's that's a very so awesome
2: different mindset and. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, Well,
1: you you brought up a good point. I want to segue because you touched on it already. What are your thoughts on how COVID-19 has kind of backtracked any eco-friendly practices and sustainability?
2: um, Yeah, it's been... Oh, it's been discouraging and disheartening in a lot of different ways. Um, It definitely feels like we, you know, had like three steps forward and we just took like six steps back. Um, The first thing I think was when a lot of stores weren't allowing reusable bags for grocery stores. Um, That hurt me because I am a huge reusable bag user. That one was really rough for me, um, especially how quickly studies came out showing that, you know, the virus was living longer on plastic than any other type of surface. So it's like, our reusables are like cloth and cotton and or, you know, like, I felt like it was safe. And we like, I know a lot of stores are starting to enable it again, or like, um, I shop at Aldi's a lot. They actually were fine. Like the whole time I was able to bring in my reusables, but like Trader Joe's, I think recently like set out a thing outside where you can bag yourself again. A lot of stores did that, right? You can use your reusables, but now you need to go bag your groceries out at the car type of thing. But yeah, that one was really rough. Um, the amount of like, to go for food and delivery, like food, yeah. trash is everywhere. And I know, like my friends that are in—I used to work in the restaurant industry as well, and I have friends that still do. And you know, it's like every type of sauce, its own plastic ramekin, every, every, anything, and the utensils and the straws. And I know, like Uber Eats came out with a thing on their app where you know, um, you can just swipe and you have to say that you want the utensils. I have mine swiped to, you know, no utensils, but I've received them in the past too. And most likely it's because the worker at the restaurants just trying to do their job to be like, Oh, Hey, we're giving you everything. You're good to go. But like, we really need better practices of learning. Like, okay, where is this going? Like people are eating at home. They have like silverware and stuff there. We, We probably don't need to provide all of this. Right. Exactly. So that's been really rough. I did watch a webinar, I think, either in July or August, where there's this company in San Francisco, and they're creating this awesome like loop system where they pick up the restaurants reusables that they um that is delivered to the customers so the the company is working with like maybe it's like 13 restaurants in the bay area and so with them they have a partnership with each restaurant and so they're using like their reusable materials for their food and then like the next day they go to the homes and like pick it back up and then go drop it back off to the restaurant so That's the first cool. thing at time I've ever heard of that, and I was like, "Yes, we need that everywhere." And yeah. I, I reached out to them on Instagram, and they are hoping to be down in SoCal in the future. So, like, nice. We, we need more of that. So, like, the the food packaging has been uh, disastrous. Yeah, um, and, and also personal protection equipment, it's like all the PPE, Ugh. the masks and the gloves. His masks drink. everywhere. People literally walk the streets and go, Oh, and they throw it yeah. on the sidewalk. I feel like, what is not it? that you see, like, at a grocery store parking lot or yeah. just, you know, in the gutter, mm-hmm. at the beach. Like, that stuff is horrible. Um, and what's frustrating with that is all of that is preventable. People do not need yeah. to litter. There's never a good reason to litter. It's against the law. It's a fat ticket if you, you know, if it's enforced. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I wish it was enforced more frequently, especially at our beaches. Um, yep. And when you like see people doing that, um, but yeah, COVID has been, it's been, it was good at first with the shutdown. It, it's uh, good at first, uh, in the means of like our environment and like the environment getting a break when everybody was like, you know, <laughs> in the lockdown, we had less cars out on the road. Our, our beaches were closed for a little bit. So our tide pool organisms got a break from people like trampling them and trying to touch them all the time. Like, so it was like the beginning part was like, Oh, like, look at all this life coming back. And then um, after that, it was kind of like, oh, okay. And then now we're coming back into the world and humans are gonna just be kind of careless and not, you know, think about their consequences. And we're yeah. seeing a lot of that litter and a lot of that you know, that trash everywhere. So that, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I hope it's bringing out a lot of good awareness that way. And then, you know, it's making a lot of other people upset and mad about people littering. And, um, I have seen people doing like personal solo beach cleanups because uh, Uh most organizations, ours included, we haven't been able to do like our public volunteer beach cleanups, um, every month, like we normally would. So seeing people just picking up trash on their own has been like, that's been really motivating. And, you know, that always brings mm-hmm. me hope. But mm-hmm. the, the pandemic trash is like, is very depressing. Yeah. So obviously we know that
1: aerosol from Lysol, I mean, aerosol is bad. Lysol, aerosol from the Lysol, you know, same, same type of bad. Well, what about all these wipes? Clorox, Lysol yeah. wipes, like, do they, are they, do they break down? Like, is, are those okay. just as bad, you know? Because okay, when, when everyone is hyper-cleaning right now.
2: I have so many things I want to say. <laughs> Tell us. Was, I like, mean, taking off her cool. earrings. Yeah, she, she is whole mess. Whole mess. <laughs> 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 Okay, so one real quick. If you have to use disposable gloves, like, please throw them away. And or if you're doing a beach cleanup, you can use reusable gloves, garden gloves, also mm-hmm. reusable masks if you need to use disposable masks, please cut off um, the plastic sides for where, or you know, the little rope string that your ear goes in because a lot of animals are getting entangled in that. Mm-hmm. So just like cutting up plastic six pack ring uh, rings, cut off your, cut your masks up too. Like, yeah, oh. because even if you're throwing it away in your home trash, uh, my personal belief is I I don't know where that's ending up unless I follow it. And so I want <laughs> to make sure it's as you know, as cut up as possible in case mm-hmm. there's a, you know, there's a spill down the line or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Wipes. Uh- <laughs> so, number one, I've gone to so many of those sanitation tours. Wipes are not flushable. No wipes are flushable. Even if oh. they're flushable, they are literally, none of them are flushable. And the water districts, the sanitation, sorry, not the water districts, the sanitation, wastewater treatment districts, those places have tried to talk to companies that say flushable wipes, like on their packaging. And like, I don't under, like, I don't know the litigation side of it, but to me it's so infuriating because what does that cause huge clogs for everybody? Right. You're, yes. You're wasting yes. money and time and resources when it is number one preventable, mm-hmm. you know you just put it in the trash can. It doesn't need to go down the mm-hmm. d- only the three P's right. down the drain. Like, that's it. <laughs> Wait, what's the other, what's the other pee? Paper, pee poop, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the wipes kill me. And I have ah. been seeing so many of those everywhere, especially mm-hmm. just like you said, people are over cleaning. And then I feel like if, mm-hmm. um, if people are going out for like a picnic or like having lunch somewhere, they're ah. using those too. So like I'm seeing them in the sand used up and like, oh. At the Yeah. And I'm just like, I have a trash grabber, so I'll grab it. But it's like, I would not want to pick that up with my hand. (laughs) Right.
1: No, of course not. um, So let me ask a question then. What is better? If you had to choose, it's kind of like better. What's the lesser of two evils, right? Taking um, a pump spray Lysol and cleaning a table with it and using a paper towel to clean
2: it off or taking a Lysol
1: wipe and cleaning it off.
2: Oh, I would a hundred percent. In my opinion, I would say using a spray and using a paper towel. Okay. uh, You're then going to throw this is
1: great. This is literally, I always think about this. I'm like, what is more, what is better?
2: Ideally, if you could, let's say you're in your home too. Like I I know it's like going to be different to where you are, but like, um, I recently cut up an old towel and then those are kind of taking place of paper towels. So we still have towels in case there's like, you know, dog issues that really need to be cleaned up and we don't want to use the towels, but it's like they're cut up little napkins sure. and I'm washing them in the laundry. And so sure. ideally I would use that as your cleaning rag and then spraying if that's like your home or something. But if you're traveling yeah, or, you know, out, I would use the paper towels because all of those wipes are coming in plastic containers. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Mm -hmm. the paper towel is at least, you know, if you can at least buy it in bulk and then it's just one Mm -hmm. loose thing of plastic. Oh, that's another, sorry. I meant to say this earlier with recycling, but real quick, uh, rinse out whatever you need to recycle. If it's like a mayonnaise jar, your hummus container, whatever it is, it needs to be clean first and then dried. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then dried. And then dried. So what happens if they receive wet
1: plastic, wet recyclable products?
2: So depending, Is it on
1: unrecyclable what, at that point?
2: Or? <laughs> I don't know if it's the object that becomes unrecyclable or it's more that you're, again, decreasing efficiency, the water, right, is having right. issues with other things. And a big problem is, like, this, like, a lot of the zip plastic Ziploc bags aren't recyclable. Um, there are separate programs that I have found where you can, like, mail in those things and they will recycle them later, especially, like, thin plastic film and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, fl- like plastic wrappers and things like that. Um, but like the, or like the thin plastic grocery bags that we used to have a lot of before the thicker ones, oh, like yeah. those get wet. They just like um, get caught in the recycling belt, like in the loop in the system. And then it's like this whole thing, they have to unclog it. So um, yeah, no wet stuff either, gotcha. but yeah. So I would use your paper towel over Lysol. I actually sure. just to a friend sent me a list. Yeah, I try to
1: get the pump the pump spray not like the aerosol.
2: Oh good. Yeah. Good good good. Yay. That is yep. and that's better too. Like little steps, mm-hmm. little victories. Um he just sent me a list of 25 sustainable things and one thing that was on there that I had never even heard of was like this container of dehydrated compostable towels. So they're, you know, like when you're a little kid, maybe I had like little washcloths that they would like Disney store and then you would get it wet and it would expand and it would be like a whole washcloth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> kind of like the dinosaurs. Yeah. They did it for like washcloths. Right. So this company has made this, but for towels and they're all dehydrated. So they're the size of like a quarter tablet or something. And then you can get it wet and you could use it probably, you know, a few times, not just once. Yeah. Um, they're like hypoallergenic, but it's basically if you need like. A shower to go and you can't so if you're camping or traveling or something and so Mm -hmm. it it comes with however many in a set and then they're supposedly compostable I haven't looked um, more into everything to see what certifications they have on that Um, but I was like that's a that's a great option like that would be amazing if we were doing something like that too yeah yeah
1: yeah, those
2: those wipes those those single-use wipes aren't those are going to take a long 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 time to decompose if ever oh my goodness you'll be so proud
0: funny. of me because i used so i had this old um spray that i used up uh, all my bug repellent like the off spray and then i just poured like alcohol rub or something and then mixed it and then i just used that as my sanitizing and i wipe it down with the
2: towel yes <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing that's that great. is like, so good that's like what I just yeah. want everyone to do every day—a little bit of, right? Of yeah. like, Oh, here's a thing I have to throw it away. Oh, but could I reuse it first? Like, maybe, Right? right? Like, you can get creative with it. That's mm-hmm.
1: incredible. Yeah.
2: Please do an episode about um, insect spray and bites and stuff. Because I, <sighs> oh I'm-
1: man, I am the queen.
2: We're yeah. <laughs> all
0: about
1: it. I got my bug bug bracelets and everything. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm really- getting bit. Be- I'm getting bitten
1: right now. I literally have like four mosquito bites on my leg. Also, I
2: need to it's learn so about bad. bracelets because I heard that and, and I was like, what are these? Mm-hmm. like?" You know, They're like, that's where Trizy's power comes from. Yeah, you should look at like a lot of my travel
0: photos.
1: I have them like, She's got wrist, ankle, ankle. I'm, like, ready to go? Okay, I, I'm going to look at that. Um, I think, you you know what's funny, Christina? You'd be proud. Okay, so my roommate, uh, my past roommate tried to be, her and I tried to be as like sustainable as we could be. So when we take um, a piece of paper towel, we need to wipe like a little spill off. Yeah. If literally, if not every inch of that paper towel is used, we kind of fold it up in a little yes. neat square and keep it on the counter until it's completely like unused. Exactly. Does that make sense? Like, like we we'll use it multiple times a day. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm like, if you're wiping up a tiny little like dot tiny little spill, but there's so much of the paper towel that still you can mm-hmm. use.
2: Yeah. Why throw it out. <laughs> I did that. Exactly. At lunch. I was like, Oh this is fine. And then I folded and was like, I'll use this to wipe up like, yeah,
1: (laughs) that's literally, that's literally what I do. And I'm like, does anyone else do this? So when I found out this random girl that had moved in, she does it too. I'm like, yes, I'm not the only one. (laughs) No, when I went up to
0: Seattle to visit my family, my sister and my mom, both what they do is that they'll use a paper towel and then they'll wipe their mouth. Right. But if it still looks clean, they'll kind of just like stash it under the sink and use it in the future to just wipe things down with it. And it's part of like, you know, frugality as well. But yeah, I told them, like, I was That's, say, I
2: was Asian, like, That's Asian household, don't, don't waste.
1: Yeah. Asian household, don't waste nothing. No nope. gonna <laughs> waste anything in an Asian household.
2: <laughs> it's like another, another great reason to be like more eco friendly, more sustainable, less plastic, is you're gonna save a lot of money. <laughs> you know, a yeah. lot of that stuff, like,
1: I just, I've literally seen people rip a paper towel and like wipe up a tiny little drop of soy sauce on the counter and then toss the thing. And I'm like, my heart, I'm like, (gasps) I know such a waste, so wasteful. (laughs) Yeah. You can take it out, take it back out. I know I could, <laughs> <laughs> except <laughs> I'm kind of germophobic sometimes, so I'm like, <laughs> depends
2: what it is. Okay, sorry. This is something too that I was just uh reusing from the other weekend that I wanted to reuse for traveling, so it was like this <gasps> little tiny is like, that pressed? Shot. Is that pressed
1: Actually, juicy? Is that the gummy bear? <laughs> is
2: this elderberry? Ah, yeah. is that, elderberry. that the
1: shot a wellness shot?
2: Yeah, nice. So, like, I went after working at the typos one day. I got like a juice and then they're like, oh, it comes with a free shot. It was like my first oh. time ever going. And I was like, okay, great. And then I was like, this is such a good size. Like this is- <laughs> Yes. This <laughs> this is a good, good like, it's a good like vitamin box. Is it less than three ounces? Oh yeah, for plain, for plain For, for TSA, travel. Yeah, it's two ounces. Girl, and you can put vitamins Ooh. in it. You could. Yes. It's so good. And so so, good. so I have this, right? I'm thinking either, yeah, either I'll use vitamins or- I have the next one I'm going to show you, I have a facial toner in it, but I was also thinking about putting hydrogen peroxide in here and then darkening it with like a Sharpie. And it would be for like, um, for our dogs, for like a doggy first aid, um, in case they eat something bad or something like, and you need that. Uh, where's my other one? And then this was from one of my friends gets HelloFresh all the time. And so she'll have extras and give them to me to not waste food. And so this was from one of their little Hello Fresh meal kits. But it's like wow. a tiny like, little glass bottle. So now this has like a facial toner. Oh, how cute. Wait, that's that also cute. like those shop bottles. <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, like those, you can reuse those.
1: <laughs> you're like, you're like, get a Casamigos small bottle and like facial toner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that one. And then I have like... I have like the little pads, like pads to use, you know? So I actually mm-hmm. did this last month for camping because I, we, nice. were getting, um, we were, we weren't on a campsite. So we were, you know, there wasn't any bathroom or anything. So I just used this in the morning to kind of wipe my face to feel like a little more alive. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then um, this was another thing from that HelloFresh. It was for like jam or something. So I used this for like my ibuprofen. Oh, so good. That is so cute. cute. So do you not use face wipes either? No. Or do you try? Good. Yeah. Yeah. But it
1: also pulls like from a beauty. I follow a lot of beauty bloggers, even though I don't look like it. I follow them a lot. But they are so against wipes because that tugs at your skin also and creates all kinds of wrinkles. So
2: (laughs) you shouldn't. Yeah. So those just shouldn't exist, really. That's a double.
1: Yeah, that's a double like whammy on why you shouldn't use face wipes.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, these are, like, those little pads or whatever. Nice. So, like, we'll use that with the little toner thing. Um, and then I have, like, you know, I think a good for traveling, like, the shampoo bars, the conditioner mm-hmm. bars. Um, Do you have any favorite
1: brands, like a Lush or anything?
2: Oh, uh, okay. I love Lush for their – I've had their little, like, um, mouthwash tablets. So, I thought Ooh. this was great for traveling. I'm a big fan of a lot of their body soaps. And then, like – they're little sample containers. So this is like a leave-in conditioner, and I can reuse this once I'm done. Um, I've tried quite a few of their shampoo and conditioner bars. They're there, I haven't had any that were bad. Um, but my favorite shampoo bar is called Love and Beauty. It's the it's a branded. Oh Target. yes, I'm obsessed. Yes. They have so like good. a heart shaped shampoo bar at Target or on their website. Okay, and it good. is my absolute favorite shampoo bar of all time. Okay. Uh, And then Ariana and I'll send this to you too. That's my favorite conditioner bar of all time. Okay. Um, At Target. Can you buy it at Target? She's local. And so you'd have to have it shipped. Um, but she's, I think she lives in Orange County, but she like hand makes it like super small business, super ethical, like it's so, all like okay. look, homemade design, um, but that conditioner for me has been the best. And I, I recently like cut and donated 14 inches of my hair, but I was using it. I was using both of those when I had really long hair.
0: Oh, wow. Wait, does it get really soapy with the shampoo bar or?
2: Shampoo bar, yeah, That the Love and Beauty one was really nice. All the brands are different. <laughs> so oh, like, yeah, I will say to like it, like right now I'm using the Trader Joe shampoo bar. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh-huh. Which is nice, but I feel like the Shea butter, there's some type of butter in there and I feel like it, uh, it's getting used up fairly quickly. Like I like the consistency. I like the cleanliness. That one's really foamy and I like that too. It has like peppermint in it. It's like, you feel all like clean. Um, but I, I, this is the second time I'm using it. So I actually just put a note on my phone with the date that I started because I want to see how long it lasts me. And then oh. I want to it to my other shampoo part. That's funny. <laughs> nice. So we'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, I really like the Love & Beauty one, man. That one is just so solid. I'm going to go I, try that now. <laughs> yeah. And then trying to think of what else from Lush I really like. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of like their solid um, perfume as well. Nice. Um, This is an option. And so it's like a little metal tin can. And then you could reuse this at the end. And they also have, I have one of these and it's for chapstick. And so that's like a decent, also plastic free option for your chapstick. Okay. So this was from, also from Lush. This is one of their lip scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got this quite a few years ago in like a secret Santa at work. And so another girlfriend, like a year ago, made um, like a DIY, I think like brown sugar lip scrub in like a big glass jar. And so now I've kept this. And so when I'm traveling, I'll like, this is just the lip scrub jar. Huh. What does
1: lip scrubbing do? I don't think Is that, exfoli- that. Is that exfoliator? Okay. Yes. I use. Okay. That, I love lip scrub.
2: Yeah. Interesting. So love it. I I should probably look up exactly how often you're supposed to be doing that, but sometimes, especially like I'm out in the sun a lot. Mm -hmm. um, And so, and then like with surfing and stuff too. And and so sometimes my lips are just like dead. Uh, That scrub's really nice for that. Um, This is for uh, toothpaste. These are bite bit. Oh yeah. I've heard of these. I have tried so many different plastic toothpaste alternatives, you guys. This is my favorite by far. Like, don't even mess around. Don't do I have, like, wow, I'm so cut clever. the chat, bite. <laughs> cut the check to plastic me not over here. <laughs> I'm so stubborn and cheap that like I used up everything I bought of other brands but I'm like hate you know I'm just like oh this is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Brushing your teeth like this sucks. (laughs) Yeah I'm like mad about it because I I tried like the clay toothpaste and like none Uh, of I tried two different brands none of them tasted good even though they're supposed to be minty. Everything was clean like it's functional but like that's if I'm trying to get people off of plastic, I need it to be, you know, I need it to be like a decent product where they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Like I'll switch over for this. Sure. Uh, Target also has, I've actually been impressed with target lately. They have hello toothpaste tablets. And so they're a similar Mm -hmm. tablet. I got those from my boyfriend. He liked them. Um, they were out one time and so I got their brand of like a paste and now I'm going through that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a uh, it's a huge tub, and I'm really I, it's going to be painful getting through that. But these I got him because he didn't like that um, he didn't like that pace that I'm now struggling to get through. These are amazing. They are like everything about the company is really good because they're even conscious about like their carbon footprint. Um, it comes in glass, and it's a subscription base. So like. They send you one for two of these every day. So you have like a four month supply and then in four months, they'll send you just the tablets and you'll get it in like a, um, like a decomposable type, like cellulose based type of a water, like a water soluble, like film. Wow. It's still plastic free. And these actually foam, like this is minty and it was the only toothpaste that I tried where it was like, Oh, like similar to a regular toothpaste. Right.
0: So you pop it in your mouth and you just start brushing?
2: Yeah. So I'll show wow. you. They're really small. And I have to think. Um, are you going to do it right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, are you going to brush your teeth on camera for us, Christina? <laughs> i would be like the so worst. It'd just see foam everywhere and then the would come. Like. <laughs> but, so yeah, just like chew this and then you just start brushing. You don't have to like add nice. and
1: swish around like. Oh, it's, nice. It's oh, really so good fun. for travel. Oh, wait. That's what they're made for. Duh, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Then, okay. Just, then just use them at home too. And then okay. just keep them for like you can Love just it. use them always. So I like that I like. jar also. Yeah, and like the mm. jar's a little heavy, so like depending on where I'm going or how long I'm traveling, like I'll just add them to this mm. jar or of whatever. course. I have my, i feel like a little squirrel like hoarding everything no you're like mary poppins over there just <laughs> pulling all the goods out of your bag <laughs> and then metal tongue scraper i don't oh i don't i usually don't take this when i'm traveling but it's a good option compared to the plastic ones super also cheap um like the refill stores have them like byo long beach um and then like eco now um and i'll send you those two huh. those are orange county and then like uh long beach and then bamboo toothbrush and i actually got a child size one for traveling so it would take oh (laughs) that is funny um but i know that won't work for everybody because we all have different size hands for me yeah um (laughs) also for bite they offer bamboo toothbrushes that come in like a travel fit like it um it folds and then it it's like a little travel case too so these are, I got all of these from like Target. I would love if this motivated people to not hit up that wall. Cause I know it's really cheap and affordable and everything's small and cute, but it's all plastic, right? Like mm, all of yeah. the courses, you can make your own. And like, so I, I think I got like, I think they offer these where they're just clear and empty and they're like a dollar or two. And so I have one that has like different like liquid soaps or whatever and like aloe vera like i i use aloe vera as like a nighttime moisturizer just for like my face a lot too but wow. then you're yeah, sunburnt or whatever so like i have them and then because um depending on where i'm traveling like i feel like i haven't even had this issue on a plane but driving to high altitude this stuff will change right because it's yeah. not moisturized like the plane cabin so then yeah. um i keep it in the like this is just my travel ziploc bag same for my like shampoo and conditioner bar and like soap bar. So they just stay in their Ziploc bag. And this is plastic so it'll last forever. So it's like, mm-hmm. I do like the body shop for like, the, or I mean any like type of a lotion butter, but this is uh-huh. like a, that one that I have that's a good travel size.
0: Yeah, this is how you apply what you are
1: traveling with back home to right everyday life which is exactly what we wanted from you wanted to hear from you because this is easy stuff that people can just use back home or practice back home
2: Mm -hmm. so those refill stores too like i got these containers from there they sell a lot of tea um and so i bought like different size like they have these but larger like five ounces for loose leaf tea and then nice these were empty, but, and they were so like, yeah, their online stuff's great. And, um, they also all ship like plastic free too. So that's awesome. And so these are empty. So these ones I'll also use for like vitamins or different pills that I need when I'm traveling too. So this, these were like perfect. I love that. That's cool. And then, um, this, I just got, this is probably more for if, you're traveling st- like third world country or developing country and you're concerned about the water and mm-hmm. or anytime you're camping or if you're backpacking, like I highly recommend getting this. One of my friends was supposed to do the PCT this year, but then mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. So she told me about this when in are camping and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And everyone should have this like in their, you know, disaster kit, right? In case anything happens to the water. <laughs> we always need to have water. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is... The Sawyer Squeeze. Okay. So instead of like the Life Straw. Yeah, I was going to say some version of the Life Straw, right? It's like exactly like that. But so basically, um, and this is the mini Sawyer Squeeze. Sorry, there's mm-hmm. like a couple different options. But so this Sawyer Squeeze is the mini version, and you can, you can like, take this to the water source and like literally drink straight from it. Mm-hmm. You have um, an option where you can hook it up and then squeeze this into another water bottle or they give like the set kind of gives you one. So this is a tiny one, like folded up and or like in my world I would use this and then refill like my hydro flask if we were camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also give you like a straw. I bought the little kit separately that I can then clip to my backpack and then nice. I also bought like um, another one of these where it's like a foldable bottle with a lid, um, but to hold like two gallons in case you're like leaving your water source and you need to take like fresh water with you. Um, but this is good for over a hundred thousand gallons. And, oh my goodness! And it's nice. filtering out ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everything yep. of the bacteria, virus, protozoa, including microplastics, right? Because we oh, should. Good. Concerned about drinking that, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, highly recommend this. Recommend this. I cannot wait to use this. I'm so excited, <laughs> right, right. Um, so Love this, one, I wish I had had this like when I went to Bali. I wish I had had this when I went down to Baja. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, super excited. I have it now, and also I recommend loose leaf tea for people if you're a tea drinker because most of our tea bags are lined with plastic and so with every mug you're getting like billions of nanoplastics. oh yeah Uh, trissy's a big tea drinker but yeah but you use loose leaf
0: i have loose leaf yeah Yeah. i have those nice flower ones too yeah
2: yeah (laughs) okay brands that are legitimately using just organic cotton and paper bags and Mm -hmm. so those brands will not leach out microplastics but very few like the majority of the tea bags will have that issue Noted. Not
1: <clears throat> cool. All right. Christina, um, we are approaching the end here. So Trissy, do you want to introduce our, our, our T2A, T2A? Q2A? T2A,
0: the Ticket to Anywhere quick to answer segment. So we oh, are just going okay. to spit out like rapid fire. Yeah, rapid yes. fire. Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. What's your next trip?
2: You guys really motivated me to go to Thailand, but um, <laughs> Why is that? Why is that Christina? How did we motivate uh, you to (laughs) super affordable? And it sounds like there's so many fun things that that I can do, like really good food that I want to eat all of. And I'm a little bit, I know I'm going to get eaten alive by insects, but that's fine. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, it sounds great. That's so exciting. Yes. That's one of our episodes.
1: So we're so so grateful that you were able (laughs) to listen and watch that. um, All
2: right. My actual next trip will probably be like camping.
1: (laughs) Love it. Do you know
2: where? Um, no, that's a good question. I'd like to go back up to Yosemite. I haven't been there in like over 10 years. So maybe. maybe Wow.
0: I was just there uh, beginning of this month.
1: Oh, oh, before the fires. Before the fires. Yeah. All right. Next question. Do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new place?
2: Oh, this, uh, I guess like unpacking a little bit, like my toiletries mm-hmm. and stuff. I like, I'm like very type A organized, like crazy person. So. Oh, you
1: like to see everything out. <laughs> is <laughs> that what it is? I can imagine you being like, I'm like little squirrel,
2: you guys. And I just like <laughs> people my things. And then I'm like, okay. It's so it. cute when people are like that. Cause I'm so <laughs> not like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that'd probably be my first my first thing, I go to the Eastern Sierras a lot. And so, so I'm kind of thinking about what I do there and that would be like my little, my little
0: school. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Um, why do you travel?
2: I travel. Um, I think traveling is something that's so important for everybody to gain new experiences, but also to learn about themselves. I've done a couple solo traveling trips and um, I just, I learned so much like, not only just with the experience of like where I was in the culture, but about myself and it made me it really helped me like gain self-confidence in a lot of ways. And I think that's really important for everybody, but also like young women. So I, I really do recommend traveling alone. Like as long as it's safe and smart, like have a plan and stuff. But I like it really helped me in a lot of ways. Um but then traveling Also, it's like, it's so fun to like learn about new cultures and then try new foods and like just experience different things and all the different sites that I've seen too at different places. Like, you know, things can just be, things can be really heavy, especially like right now there's a lot of bad news, but um, I've seen a lot of sites in the world where I'm just like, wow, this is like so beautiful and breathtaking. And I think I can only get like that um, rejuvenation from traveling.
1: Yes. Oh,
2: love I love that. that answer. And then I love that. I have
1: one quick question. If you could give one eco-friendly travel tip, what would it be? Like just one, one sentence. <sighs> There's so many. Okay.
2: Oh man. It's so hard. Okay. The first one that comes to mind then. Okay. Okay. The first one that came to mind was water bottles. You don't yes. need <laughs> love so that. Now, that, now that the Sawyer squeeze exists, you don't need the plastic water bottles. And especially in like our country, especially here in California, I know not all the tap water is safe in our country, but like in California, especially in SoCal, we got pretty good water. So you don't need to waste your money on plastic water bottles. Awesome. love that. Love Which, that. Or every day yeah totally <laughs> well,
1: thank you so much Christina curator yes. of plastic me not head to plastic at plastic me not on Instagram um can you let us know where else you are Christina online um, also on so uh
2: on Twitter and Facebook too and that's at plastic me not right Yes, yeah at plastic me not for everything and uh at gmail.com if you have questions or would like to reach out that way too And I do
0: want to say thank you a lot for inviting us or allowing us to crash your beach cleanup this past Saturday. It was such an amazing environment atmosphere to be around people sharing the same passion as you and learning from you guys as well. And we hope to do it in our neighborhood sometime soon and we will let you know.
1: It was so inspiring. What a great way to kick off the weekend in your Saturday morning by, you know, cleaning up a beautiful beach. So yeah.
2: Thank you guys so much for coming to the beach cleanup. And I'll tell you about the next ones in October. And I would love to do another beach cleanup with you ladies. Yay. Yay. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you,
1: everyone. Um, this was our sustainability episode with Christina. I'm sure there'll be more in the future, but this was just a touch on how you can travel sustainably and eco-friendly and then bring it back home and apply those practices back home. Remember, we are a visual podcast, so go find us on YouTube. Just search Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast. And we are on Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, find us there. Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast.
0: And connect with us on social media as well. We're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, I
1: think we have a TikTok, right? We do, do, but you can find us. We're active on pretty much all the social media networks. So hit us up there. Again, I'm Leah, LA in flight. We had Christina today and then your other co-hosts. I'm Trizzy.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate everybody. We appreciate you, Christina.
1: Take care. you. You are doing the best work. Thank you again.